0: Built for agriculture and powered by farm credit, AgDirect's financing terms are among the most flexible in the ag equipment business, matching the income stream of ag producers. Discover why more dealers and their customers are choosing AgDirect to finance, lease and refinance ag equipment by visiting agdirect.com. I'm managing editor Kim Schmidt, welcome to On The Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. Three and a half months after Monsanto canceled its deal to sell precision planting to John Deere, ACCO has signed a definitive agreement to acquire precision planting from the Climate Corp, a subsidiary of Monsanto. This is the most significant acquisition ACCO has made in the last decade, as it will likely make waves in the market and ACCO will now have an entry point into the high-speed planter market. Greg Peterson, Director of Investor Relations at ACCO, anticipates the deal will be finalized during the third quarter. He stresses that in the short term, nothing will change in terms of the distribution network. In addition, precision planting equipment will still be available for other brands of planting equipment. Peterson says that as time goes on, ACCO will increase distribution of precision planting products, particularly outside of the US. Nathan Zimmerman, precision farming manager with AC McCartney and ACCO dealership in Mount Sterling, Illinois, says the acquisition will have a positive impact on their service business. Zimmerman says, we've been precision dealers for about a year But we expect our service side will grow quite a bit more now. We're required to stock precision parts and going forward, I see us having an advantage over some of those dealers who don't stock as much inventory in addition to us having the manufacturer support under the ATCO umbrella. As a dealership, I think this will position us well in the planter market moving forward, especially with new customers who maybe weren't necessarily ATCO customers. Case IH dealers are uneasy about the news, with many of the same concerns they had when Deere was in line to acquire precision planting. One Case IH dealer says, while there is still a lot to be discovered right now, with the way Agco will approach Case IH dealers, all of his dealership's planters are tied to precision planting currently. If Agco were to pull that business away from them, it would significantly impact the dealership's business. However, he goes on to say that it's still too early to tell if the deal will even be approved. ACCO also announced this week that it is dropping its Challenger brand of ag equipment in Europe and the Middle East. Those products will be folded into the company's Fent line, which will be strengthened with the adoption of sprayers and track tractors formerly sold under the Challenger name. Challenger products will continue to be sold through the ACCO network in North America, South America, and Asia Pacific and Africa regions. While Massey Ferguson is ACCO's volume brand in Europe, it has been limited to the track tractors and more recently self-propelled and trailed sprayers. Fent, on the other hand, has gone from being a tractor specialist to a brand with combines, a forage harvester, and starting this year, a full set of hay tools that will gain baler and forage wagon products from ACCO's acquisition of Lully's Grass Grassline earlier this year. This week's dealer on the move is Kibble Equipment. Kibble Equipment, a multi-store John Deere dealership with stores in Minnesota, Iowa, and South Dakota, has acquired Ag Power Enterprises, effective July 10th. This latest acquisition brings Kibble's total stores to 22. Now, here's Jack Zemlicka with the latest from the Technology Corner.
1: Thanks, Kim. Advanced telematic services continue to take shape in precision farming as suppliers partner to integrate and deliver data sharing platforms through their dealer networks. Continuing the trend. Case IH and Trimble announced this week a wireless data-sharing partnership enabling wireless connectivity between Trimble's Ag Software and KSIH Advanced Farming Systems Connect and New Holland Precision Land Management Connect telematics platforms in North America. According to Brian Stark, Marketing Communications Manager for Trimble Ag Software, the collaboration will allow farmers with mixed fleets of equipment to wirelessly transfer task data, planting, fertilization, and yield maps, or guidance lines from third-party displays into Trimble's AG software platform. So what will the partnership mean for dealers? We caught up with Stark at this week's InfoAg event in St. Louis to discuss the opportunity and impact the integration will have on the company's retailers it will uh, streamline things a lot better for them because what happens is that uh, you eliminate the usb drive so a lot of dealers are still downloading data from these displays by usb and anyone who's done that process knows it takes a long time to extract data by usb so a dealership would really thrive on this because hey they're supporting all kinds of displays out in the field so that api all they got to do is set up a trimble account set up the API, wireless flow, and hit a button. Telematic services continue to be an evolving source of revenue for dealers. And looking at the data from the 2017 Precision Farming Dealer Benchmark study, nearly 59% of respondents said they offer remote service to farm customers. And 51% viewed data management services as the most important source of precision revenue growth during the next five years. Back to you, Kim.
0: Thanks, Jack. All the major farm equipment OEMs have a financing arm to their operations, but Deere & Company has extended its financing to include more than just equipment. The manufacturer now provides short-term credit for consumables like seed, chemicals, and fertilizer. And the Wall Street Journal reported on July 19 that Deere is now the number five agricultural lender behind Wells Fargo, Rabobank, Bank of the West, and Bank of America, according to the American Bankers Association. According to the report, farmers' short-term credit accounts are up 38% since the end of 2015. As of early this year, Deer Financial had lent $2.2 billion, not far behind the number four ag lender Bank of America, which has lent $2.6 billion. During the first half of 2017, the volume of loans for farm operations dropped by 7% from a year earlier, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. While bank loans are down, Deere has expanded its financing reach, the financing arm of the company accounted for a third of its net income in fiscal 2016, up from 16% in 2013, reports the Wall Street Journal. CNH Industrial released its second quarter earnings on July 26. Revenue for the quarter was $6.9 billion, up about 3% versus the same quarter last year. For the first half of the year, revenues are up 4.2% at $12.1 billion. Industrial revenues were up 3.2% year over year to $6.66 billion. Ag equipment accounted for $2.89 billion, a year over year increase of 3%. Construction equipment revenues were up 13.6% to $676 million. Michael Schlitzky, analyst with Seaport Global, said in a note to investors Most of the key segment drivers played out as expected, and ag strong volumes in Latin America were offset by weaker conditions in NAFTA. On July 27th, AGCO reported its second quarter earnings. For the quarter, net sales were about $2.2 billion, up about 8.5% versus the second quarter of 2016. Net sales for the first half of 2017 are approximately $3.8 billion, a 6.7% year-over-year increase. Regionally, North America sales were down 4% for the quarter versus 2016 at $478.8 million. Sales declines were most significant in hay tools and GSI grain equipment. These declines were partially offset by increased sales of mid-range and high horsepower tractors. South American and Asia-Pacific Africa sales both saw double-digit growth at 23.8% and 31.7% respectively. Significant sales increased in Brazil and Argentina produced most of the growth. Second quarter sales for Europe and the Middle East were up 8.7%. And now from the implemented tractor archives, McFarland Manufacturing celebrates its hundredth anniversary this year, and its roots are based in the Wisconsin Tractor Company, which Earl McFarland started in 1917. Here's Earl's grandson, Dick McFarland, with more details on the company's early tractors.
1: We're standing here in the McFarland Sales and Service uh, Retail Center, in front of the 1919 Wisconsin Tractor, which my grandfather Earl McFarland built right here in Sauk City, starting in 1917. There was about 600 of these tractors built over a eight year eight to nine year time period and sold all over the Midwest. was quite innovative for its day in terms of a lot of horsepower in a, in a light pack, tractor package and was used on many farms with belt pulleys to operate all kinds of equipment. Uh, Grandpa Earl built these and uh, really assembled a lot of components, the engine transmission, the wheels, the, uh, all, all the components and then sold it uh, throughout the Midwest and was again like I say very innovative for its day.
0: As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to Schmidt at lestermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.